Wednesday, everybody. Welcome in. It is the Bill Michaels Show. We are back. Mr. Grant Bills is with me again today on a... I, I don't mean to start the show smiling because the Bucks' loss last night was an atrocity, and we'll get to it. But man, am I excited to do this show today. Grant Bills, how are you, buddy? I'm fine. I feel like you. What do you mean? Come on. How are you today? And I feel, eh, <laughs> fine. It's a Tuesday. It is what it is. I'm fine. I'm happy to be here. This is going to be a fun show. I would like to start here, Grant. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, our long off-season nightmare is finally over. Take away what happens during the season, and we'll get to Aaron Rodgers' greatness in a bit. However, as Stephen A. Smith says, I don't care. Aaron Rodgers has been traded to the Jets. There's no more when. There's no more will. There's no more for what. We move into the draft. And the Packers get not only a second round pick. No, they get a conditional pick as well. A second rounder that will become a first If Rodgers plays 65% of the snaps, they move up to number 13 and swap that with their 15th pick. They move on. And finally, I think that's where the excitement is, Grant. (sighs) Off seasons are clear. The schedule is clear. We move forward like a normal fan base and a normal organization. (sighs) I love it. The drama's over. Now we can... Focus all of our attention onto this Bucks playoff run. <laughs> Distraction. <laughs> Look, it's a good trade haul. Like we're still losing all right, an all-time great, and we're entering a period that you know, we're not really sure what our quarterback's going to be. But he's about to be forty years old. He's not coming off a great year, and he keeps talking about how he wants to retire. And the Packers got a pretty good return, nonetheless. So Brian Gutekinds deserves to be praised for that. I completely agree. Here's what we're going to do today. 877-867-1670. If you want to join the show, that is how you do it. It It's a sound off day. It's a reaction day, both to the Aaron Rodgers trade yesterday, as well to the Bucks utter collapse against the Heat. If you want to react to Matt Bush going on the injured list, you could do that as well. 877-867-1670. We will start with the Twitter question of the 10 o'clock hour. Uh, sponsored by no longer having to talk about the Aaron Rodgers trade. What was your immediate reaction to the Aaron Rodgers Jets trade? Was it a good against masterclass? Was it an all-time great is gone? Or who cares? It's been over. So far, 100 votes in Grant. It's pretty much 33% either way. And I figured that. I figured there would be a lot of angles people would take. But let's let's set the stage here. So yesterday around 3.30, before you went on air on the Wisco Sports Show, Adam Schefter tweets out, the Packers officially trade Aaron Rodgers, their number 15 pick in this year's draft, a fifth-round pick this year, number 170, for the Jets' number 13, meaning they swap with that, go up to 13 from 15. The Packers get a number 42. That is the second-round pick this year. They get a sixth-round pick this year, a 2024 second that will become a first if Aaron Rodgers plays 65% of the snaps for the Jets. My first reaction when I speak of the poll and what I thought was this is a Brian Gutekind's masterclass. Now, there are different angles to it that include 
why were you in this problem in the first place, which we'll get to and I think is interesting. But if you look at it in a vacuum, and and, and this is the problem I guess I'm having today, Grant. Yeah, the Packers just traded an all-time great. But I'm kind of entering today controlling for that because we knew it was happening. We knew it was over. So if we sit back and, and say, okay, we know exactly what the result is, we just didn't know what the return would look like, and we didn't know when it would happen, then I think today's a great day. I think today's a great day for the Packers, for fans as we enter uh, the draft coming up this weekend, as we enter the rest of the offseason. They traded a 39-year-old quarterback who is, again, one of the all-time greats, arguably the greatest quarterback in franchise history. However, also one that is close to retiring, in his own words, or almost did even this offseason, that Mm -hmm. maybe will play one year, maybe will play two years, one that is set to be paid or count at least forty million against the cap this year would have been forty million against the cap the next year. He hasn't thrown for a lot of reasons, but has not thrown for three hundred yards in a year. They got him for a pick swap in the first round, a second, and a one. That's ridiculous. Yeah, you texted me about this yesterday. Kind of surprised at all the Jets gave up. I'm like, yeah, it's kind of because he's Aaron Rodgers. That that's seemingly the the motivation behind this trade, right? The Jets were like, well, he's 39 and he wasn't good last year and he's going to retire and he's weird. I mean, come on. Look at look at all these said and done the last couple of years. And Brian Gutekinds was like, yeah, and he's Aaron Rodgers and you're going to give us a good return for him. And that's kind of how it played out. I would imagine that's, it's obviously a, a reduction of the negotiations and I'm boiling it down to something very simple, but that's probably the crux of it. That's what it came down to. Yeah, he's old and not great. And weird, but he's Aaron Rodgers. So give us good picks. And the Jets did. Gutekinds knew that they were desperate. He also, the best thing he did, I think, was he kind of sat back. He cleared his name at the owners' meetings after what Rodgers said on McAfee, or, or attempted to. He sat back. He let Joe Douglas go to a radio event, be a cheerleader, talk about how he's going to be here. It's like once all that happens, we knew, again, it was going to happen. And he sat back and he made the Jets be the the desperate team that they were. I mean, all the talk is that Gudikins wanted a unconditional guaranteed first round pick next year. The Jets didn't want to give that, probably wanted to give another second. And the biggest thing I look at is the conditions on the 2024 pick are not for the Jets being good. They're not for the Jets winning. They're just for Rodgers playing two thirds of the snaps. Which, by the way, I think it's fair. Let's let's talk about this, right? What are the Packers giving the Jets here? They're giving the Jets their quarterback, the <laughs> quarterback they need. They're giving the Jets the piece they want. It's not the Packers' job to make sure the Jets win games or go on a playoff run or have a good defense or have a good offensive line. If the Packers deliver on their promise of you having the great quarterback that you wanted, quarterback that you traded for, and he's healthy and available, the rest is on you. So if he's healthy and available, you're going to give us a first-round pick. I think that makes a lot of sense. Obviously, I'm a Packer fan, but the conditions around next year's pick make sense to me. And it does not have to do with playing into the future. It does not have to do with two years of playing. It's only this year. Which Which seems kind of weird to me. The Jets' perspective of this is hilarious because Jets fans are losing their minds. You have Rex Ryan on Get Up saying that the Jets are going to the Super Bowl. Greeny is on one. Here's the thing that this gives the Jets. 
They are finally relevant. They are relevant for the first time in more than a decade, which congratulations. Awesome. You have a good team. You could maybe win this year, but it, it it's not as if you just gave them a quarterback of the future. You made them relevant for a year. I don't yeah. see a scenario where this ends well for the Jets unless they win a Super Bowl, which I think the odds still are stacked against them. I don't see how this ends well, whether it's after one year, whether it's after two or three. I just don't see how the Jets look back at this unless they win a Super Bowl and say that was a great trade. I think for the Packers, well, while there are a lot of things that will go into the result of the trade, I think more outcomes here lead towards that was a great decision by Brian Gutekunst. Yeah. I thought that the Jets' concern about acquiring Rodgers is if he was in for next year after this season. This year was never in question, right? It, it seemed like he was going to play this year, but everything after this year was up in the air. And yet they put the conditions on this year. I, I don't know. And look, if I was talking to Jets fans, I would not want to rain on their parade because this is cool for them. They're relevant. They got their quarterback. <laughs> they got a great team. Like, and they could very well win games and make the playoffs and do all the things this year. But the Packers, considering what they're giving up and they're entering a period of uncertainty with a quarterback that we've only seen play a couple games, I think they did really well. And I don't know that the Jets really nailed all the aspects of this trade. They got their guy. At the end of the day, I think that's what matters. But Packers definitely won compensation-wise. They, Grant, I, I'm going to say this a lot today. They gave up what will be a first, a second, and a pick swap in the first round for an aging quarterback that will probably play one season for them. You think next year's all he'll play? I think I would I would count on next year being all he plays, even if he plays okay. two. Like we 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 see what the offseason's like even. They're gonna go through, I think, something similar after next season to see if he's gonna play or not. And again, oh. it, if they win, then it's all worth it. But they are signing up for somewhat of an off-season circus. And the thing is, when he plays great and when he's amazing, you take that. That's fine. That just that's what the money's for. That's what the great quarterbacks for. There are going to be some some headaches along the way. But the question is, is he going to play well enough to make all that worth it? And that's not something I can answer. He might be motivated this year. Like, maybe it's more likely that he plays better this year than last year or the year before. I know he won the MVP two years ago, but if we're talking about whether or not Rodgers is motivated, I think he's got a lot of reason to be motivated. He's this motivated. Year. Yeah, he better be. He's motivated. Right? I would rely on him having a good season, but there also is the scenario that is a piece of the, of the percentage pie here that he is just getting old. That is a realistic outcome here. He's going to be 40. Right. I don't blame him for that. No. No. It's just reality. Well, if, if I'm a Jets fan, I look at my GM and wonder, what the hell are you doing giving up that much for a guy that's going to come one year? But that is what it is. 877-867-1670. Again, I'm, I am ecstatic because of what Brian Gutekinds was able to get from the Jets in this trade. I am, I, and we'll talk about Rodgers and his career and his legacy. I'm entering today with the knowledge from the last couple months that this was done and that all we just wanted to see was the groundwork or, or the framework of the trade. And now that I have seen it, I, I think today is a cause for, for some somewhat celebration. Yeah. At least from and my in your Twitter poll, Ben, you said three options, Gudikin's masterclass and all time great is gone. And who cares? It's over. I think all three can 
at least a little bit be true. Like, yes, an all-time great is gone, and that's sure. sad. Like you said, we knew that weeks ago, right? We've reckoned with the fact that it's over. We can lose an all-time great and still, you know, praise the, the hall that Brian Kudikin's got. 877-867-1670. Sound off day. We want your thoughts on the situation. That Twitter poll up is at Ben Z. Kenny, uh, Gudikin's master class, it's all around 30-ish percent. A lot of the people are, are split on this. I'm interested to hear from you. 877-867-1670. Let's start it off on the phones. Line one, you're in the Bill Michaels Show. Who do we got? Hey, guys, it's John from New Jersey. How are you doing? What's up, John? I am so happy. Hey, John. How are you feeling today, man? I am so happy. Listen, I got three points. First point, we haven't won anything with these guys since 2010. Number one. Rogers, that is. Number two, look what we did for our cap next year. After this year, we're in the clear. We should add so many pieces next year for love, right? Three, if love bombs out, we'll have two number ones next year. We can use that as ammunition to trade up to get the guy wins from USC yeah. if we need to. Yeah. Well, that's the three points. And the other thing, the other thing, Ben, I told Bill this and you this all the time. I cannot stand the fans out here. I don't listen to any local fan shows. I don't listen to anything on TV I don't watch because I think that he's a second coming. And right. Hopefully he does well, but not too well because we don't want that low of a number one pick. We want to be like you know, at least twenty and up. Next oh, year. we want Rodgers to play every snap and the Jets to suck. Right. That's going to be a, right. a really interesting watch next season. Sorry, John, your phone's cutting out a bit, uh, but really appreciate the phone call. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. John from New Jersey's on board. Um, he said he, he he's somewhat can't stand the fans out there and doesn't listen to the shows. Obviously, living in New Jersey, I would urge him to. Maybe turn on the shows if things start to go poorly there. Oh, yeah. Because that's when the entertainment will come. I might. Oh, I and definitely it might be very will. entertaining. And by the way, Ben, I just got to say something. I'm going to bring this up multiple times today. Sure. I've heard for months from Packers people, bloggers, podcasters, not so much legit beat reporters, because those people are kind of in a class of their own, but the rest of the Packers blogosphere, let's call them. I've heard for months. I can't wait till Rodgers is gone so we're done talking about him. So we don't have to engage in the drama. So we don't have to engage in anything. I saw a lot of Aaron Rodgers tweets last night during the Bucks game. I saw a lot of Aaron Rodgers tweets this morning because we got news that the Jets were converting all of his money into a signing bonus to help cap purposes, right? And a lot of Packers fans were like, naturally, he's not taking a pay cut. But of course, he's not really doing much to help his team. It's like, hey, guys, we're off the ride. And I don't mind if you still want to tweet about him and talk about him, but I thought we wanted to be done with this. I thought that this was the whole point. So it, I, I don't know. Seems to me like a lot of people still want to follow and talk about Aaron Rodgers, which is cool, but then be genuine about it, right? And I feel like maybe some of the commentary the last couple of weeks just haven't been genuine. We still will. I'm going to do an Aaron Rodgers snap count tracker throughout the season, make sure he's on pace. How many more will snaps be- does he need? Will that information be posted in the same place as the Brian Ferentz points tracker? Yes. Is that the same department? It's okay. less important, but also will be tracked. I was going to say. 877-867-1670. We'll get back to the phone calls when we come back. Your reaction. Aaron Rodgers officially yesterday traded to the Jets. You could chime in there. At Benzie Kenny on Twitter as well. Uh, today might become a Brian Gutekunst depreciation day for what he was able to do in the negotiations with Joe Douglas. We'll get back to the phones when we come back. We also do have to talk about the Bucks collapse last night, though, because that was... If there's anything to put a damper on what I wanted to be a somewhat 
jovial day today. That game exactly embodied that. So uh, we'll touch on that. That's Grant Bills. I'm Ben Kenny, and for Bill Michaels. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. All right, we're back. Bill Michaels Show. Ben Kenny, Grant Bills. Uh, here with you in this uh, significant day in the sporting history of the of the great state of Wisconsin. Aaron Rodgers has been traded to the Jets. That happened yesterday. And then also uh, an utter collapse, Grant. Are there different words to use for the atrocity that was the late stretch of the Bucks game last night falling to the heat after a, a 56 piece from Jimmy Butler? Bucks were up 12. I'm going to say that a lot today. They were up 12 with six minutes left and completely crapped yeah. the bed. Worst sporting loss of my lifetime. <laughs> no Easy. hyperbole. Just, just no. done. Done. Game. No, I thought about it all night. I barely <laughs> slept. I no, I'm, I'm not firing from the hip today. I've, I've worked through most of my takes and thoughts at least two or three times. Worst sporting loss of my lifetime. Wow. Game four of the first round. Of the 2023 playoffs. Uh, I Mostly because I, I now don't think they can come back and win. Maybe they can, but I'm, I'm not going to sit here and be that guy today. This series isn't over. Yeah. Okay, Grant. That's a good four hours of radio. I'm sure everyone would love that. Maybe they come back and win, but I'm, I'm, I'm pretty out on that idea after last night. It seemed like the kind of thing that kills a team. Yeah, it's time to panic. I don't know what this means. But the Bucks are on the brink of being the first one seed to lose to an eight seed since 2011, which also happens to be the last year the Jets were in the playoffs. The Jets now have Aaron Rodgers. I, I don't know what that means. That could just be the the sporting gods transferring the Aaron Rodgers playoff uh, problems to the Bucks. Who knows? That's but that was thing. that was ridiculous. Thing. Packers bloggers couldn't wait to make that joke last night. That's so lame. You finally got Aaron Rodgers out of your life. I thought you just wanted to talk about football. I can't wait till Rodgers is gone so we can break down jet sweeps and trap running plays. <laughs> BS. That was never going to be the case. So when a team that you barely follow, the Bucks, losses, oh, it, it looks like Aaron Rodgers left his bad karma in Wisconsin. <laughs> go, go jump off a bridge. <laughs> How's that sound? I saw that tweet so many times. My God. <laughs> the day he leaves, the day he leaves, and everyone can't stop tweeting about him after months of saying, I can't wait till he's gone. Okay. 877-867-1670. We want to hear from you. Reaction. You can react to the Bucks game last night. We could keep that going throughout the show today. But Aaron Rodgers is a jet. Your thoughts. 877-867-1670. Twitter poll up. What was your immediate reaction to the Aaron Rodgers Jets trade? Leading the way at nearly 40% right now is who cares it's been over edging out a, a Gudikins masterclass, which is where I stand and an all-time great is gone. We can also get into with the bucks who you blame the most uh, for the loss, but that's all going to persist throughout the show today. 877-867-1670. Again, we're going to the phone lines line one. You're on the bill Michael show. Who do we got? Hey boys, uh, Tim, I just, uh... what's up, Tim? Hey, guys, I really enjoy the show. You guys are kind of yin and yang, and I love the uh, sarcasm. It's, it's funny stuff. 
from Grant. Grant's uh, going through like, it today. So Yeah, he's uh, going through the motions. That's fine. I like it. Hey, but I, I never thought I'd say this, but I totally agree with you, Ben. There's no way. I, I don't know. I understand. I never really agree with you till, wholeheartedly, but um, I do with this because I feel that there is no absolute way that this is going to come out roses for the Jets in any way, shape, or form. A, it had to be done on the Packers' side. It had to be done. I don't care what anybody says. Um, with the cap and what he Correct. was Correct. With his age. And 100%. Yeah, and then with the, with the Jets, the only way this is going to come up nice for them or positive for them is if they win a Super Bowl, and they got a brutal schedule. If you look at it, they have just got an awful schedule. Oh, they might not be the best team in their own division entering this season. exactly. I might pick them. State's playing in cold weather, and he's going to be getting slaughtered out there in, like, you know, nor'easterns coming at him. You know, it's going to make the frozen tundra look like uh, Honolulu. Tim, Tim, I read this on ESPN, and I think it is a good – it's a paragraph that that describes how I feel today. Uh, Quote, the Jets just traded major draft capital – for the right to pay at least $60 million for a 39-year-old quarterback who had worn out his welcome in Green Bay and is coming off the worst season of his career. How can that not be yeah. risky? And, That's where and I'm if at. he decides to hang it up or whatever next year, who do they got? Zach Wilson. Lucky in the draft. Maybe Rodgers yeah, will mentor to, Zach Wilson. They're totally selling the farm, you know? I mean, and that, that's the way I see it. And... Uh, like I said, I, I can't believe I'm agreeing with you, but I'm having an inner self-conflict <laughs> right now. I uh, like, like the first time I saw that Bud Light commercial, I had it on mute, and for ten seconds I thought it was Shania Twain, and I'm like, hey, no, hey, you know. But uh, life, life goes on. Well, thank you, Tim. I we appreciate it, and hopefully there are more moments like that. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Aaron Rodgers is a New York Jet. Uh, Grant, something that I, I heard you talking about yesterday that I think plays in well is, okay, the Packers just got out from his god-awful contract. Yet, what was the reason he had the contract? Who gave him the contract in the first place? Which, the answer is Brian Gutekunst. So there are, it, it's not as if we look at today and don't reflect back on how they found themselves in this situation, right? But that said, I think at least... The greatest GMs in the sport are really good at moving on from mistakes, realizing mistakes, moving on from them. A direct comparison I would draw is actually Howie Roseman when he signed Carson Wentz years ago. And then Wentz was injured, lost the locker room, wasn't playing good football. And he had the awareness and the ability to trade Wentz, get out from under the contract, and open a new window and move on in a positive direction. I think the good GMs do that. So while I criticize Goody for the contract, which is clearly one of the one of the worst contracts I've seen, the ability to do what he just did, I think shows a lot about him as a general manager. He can move on from this. He understands what the mistakes were, and he has an effective plan to make it right. So at the beginning of my show last night, talked about all the reasons this trade is good and bad and compensation. And I said, look, there's two reasons behind this trade. Uh, Two reasons Brian Gutekinds had to make this trade. Number one is they needed to get out from this contract. 
And another thing that Brian Gutekunst talked about in his presser yesterday is Jordan needs to play. We're getting to the point where he needs to get on the field. It's time for him to play. So this trade solved both of those problems. Got out from the contract, gives Jordan Love an opportunity to play. Those were both problems created by Brian Gutekunst. Right? Brian Gutekunst didn't need to draft Jordan Love. He didn't need to put a young quarterback in the position of waiting to play. Like, he didn't need to do that. I think it'll age as a, a good choice. I think it will. Because I think it's a good thing to have your guy waiting, especially when there's a lot of uncertainty year to year with Rodgers. He didn't have to give up that contract. Didn't have to draft Jordan Love. So while I think nope. the trade is good and the trade addresses both of those problems, they were two problems of Brian Gutekind's creation. And, and like you said, Ben, I think we need to remember that. For sure. Yeah. What's the backup plan, though, even? Not only does this trade do those two things, it gives you the ammunition not only needed to construct a roster in the draft, but like I think John from New Jersey said, let's say the love thing is a disaster, which I don't think it will be. The Packers now have an extra first round pick, not to mention if the love thing's a disaster, you figure the team's not good. They have the ammunition to move up and get somebody else. There are different outs here. They're not beholden to one scenario, which I think will help as we go through the long run uh, with this team. 877-867-1670. Your reaction. Let's go back to the phones. Line two, you're on the Bill Michael Show. Who do we got? Uh, hi, this is uh, Chris from uh, Tampa, Florida. How you doing? Chris, what's up? From Florida. Hey, yeah, nice warm Florida. Yeah, yeah I but... figured it would be warm. So, you know, I, I'm... I'm sorry, hold on. Let me, let me get you on speakerphone. Sure. You're all good. Okay, so well, maybe that'll work better. Anyway, so you know, I'm, I'm happy with the trade. I'm happy the things all over with. It. What What do you think about getting getting rid of Bakhtari too uh, for a first round? For a first round pick, I mean, listen, going into this year, he's under contract. It's important to have a great tackle if he's healthy to protect Love. If somebody offered a first-round pick, I would think about it. I don't think a team would trade a first-round pick for Bakhtiari. Agreed. But, I, mean, I just think this team has an opportunity now. And, you know, maybe his salary's coming up. We're going to get rid of that one. We're, we're on our way uh, you know, to make things better. And, you know, we did pretty good with the Jets deal. Right. I, I appreciate the phone call, man. Sorry, the reception is not great. Something about the state of Florida, so, Grant. Yeah. Something about the state of Florida. I don't know what it yeah. is. Maybe they're reeling so, from the cable news changes. <laughs> this <Sorry>. is my <laughs> this is my take on Bakhtiari at Thanks this point. I think this previous contract with Bakhtiari has been a disaster. And it's not his fault. He got hurt. And then the injury gave him a lot of issues and he wasn't able to come back. So the contract that gave Bakhtiari, he misses two crucial playoff games. The damage has kind of been done with Bakhtiari. I think the one way that he can still be helpful for this Packers team is to help Jordan Love begin his NFL career, help mentor Zach Tom and Josh Myers and some of these other young offensive linemen. I think that's the one bit of utility Bakhtiari has left. And it's not his fault. I'm not trying to hate on Bakhtiari. It's just played out really poorly. A lot of bad luck the last couple of sure. years. Sure. He also... So the one thing that they can still, uh, what's the word, extract from Bakhtiari is that. And they can do that this year. I mean, he's one of the older guys left, which leads you to think if Gudikinst and the roster is opening up a new window, he's part of it until he's not, right? 
where you could look at the younger guys and figure they'll be here for a while. If the Packers win a lot of games this year and Bakhtiari is really good, yeah, I figure he's back. But let's say the team's not good and they need some flexibility going forward. Maybe they draft a tackle. Like, I, I start to look at the older guys now that the movement is clear with the general manager and the roster and think that they don't have many years left. Sometimes it's a, it's a good scenario. Sometimes it's not great. I mean, you would love Bakhtiari to play at the top of his game. But, yes, also, Grant, as a, as a great tackle, like, Love's going to need that. And this offense could still, yeah. like, the running game could still be great if Love's protected well. Could be a fine offense. Like, he still has a lot of value to give, I think. Yeah, and if the Packers draft a tackle this year, well, great, then he has a mentor teacher. for a year. And right. Teacher, even even if that tackle plays on the other side or starts at guard and then eventually moves a tackle, just having David Bakhtiari to help usher in this next era of Packers football on the offensive line and kind of in that offensive huddle, that's important. And I'd like to think that this contract would have played out better. It just didn't but he can still be a great Packer even just for one more year and, and have a lot of utility other than, you know, dumping him for a third round pick and eating a lot of the money. It's a lot more useful to have him on the roster. All right. Eight, seven, seven, eight, six, seven, 1670. The lines are packed. We'll step away. We'll get back to the phone calls. When we return your reaction, Aaron Rodgers is a New York jet reaction to the trade, to what the future of the Packers franchise looks like now that this, Trade has been done now that they are moving on to Jordan Love as the quarterback. Back to the phones when we return. It's the Bill Michael Show. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. back it is the bill michael show no celebration music at the top of this hour ben kenny grant bills in for bill today bill's going to be back tomorrow leading into the draft and then obviously the bill michaels draft show from 7 to 11 coming up on thursday night a lot of great guests planned throughout the rest of the week uh, reacting to the rogers trade reacting to the upcoming draft now that the packers are at number 13 uh, but the news of the day obviously is that Aaron Rodgers has officially been traded to the Jets. The Packers got a pick swap from 15 to 13, a second-round pick this year, and a conditional second next year. That becomes a first if Rodgers plays 65% of snaps. The Twitter question, at Ben Z. Kenny, your immediate reaction to the Rodgers trade with the Jets. A Gutekind's masterclass is actually taking the lead at 40%. Uh, 36% say, who cares, it's been over. And 25% still say an all-time great is gone. That's the first reaction. Uh, I firmly still believe it, it is a Gudikins masterclass. He should be commended for how the situation has been resolved. A situation that he put himself in the Packers in, yes. But the resolving of said situation has been very impressive. 877-867-1670. We take your reaction to the Rodgers trade throughout the day today. There are a lot more angles to discuss when it comes to that. I have... Various audio from Brian Gudikins speaking to the media yesterday, and then also some from Richard Sherman, some from uh, Rogers contract, and we will touch on all of that. We also grant, this is why I did not start the hour with celebration music. 
The Milwaukee Bucks choked away a 15-point lead in the final minutes last night. If you believe yep. in ESPN win probability, it was up at 96 to 97%. They had the game in the bag. They controlled it from start to finish, up 12 with six minutes left, and they choked. I ask you, who do, who do we look towards? Who do we blame for what went on? And the answer could be everybody, but who should we start with here? I need to talk through what happened last night. Um, last night specifically, and the series as a whole are two different things. I don't know that I lay a ton of blame for last night specifically. I think Jimmy Butler had an unbelievable game and the heat hit threes. A lot of them were contested. Drew had a really poor offensive game and Chris Middleton had a bad turnover at like the worst possible time. Bucks just trying to get their normal use it or lose it timeout ahead of three minutes and Chris makes a bad pass and Giannis fumbles it. So Drew had poor moments and played poor offensively. Chris Middleton had poor moments, played poor, but I'm not going to sit here and scream that it was Middleton's fault or, or Drew Holiday's fault. Jimmy Butler was unbelievable. And I don't know that there's a whole lot you can do about that. And the heat hit contested threes. And I know there's not a whole lot you can do about that because by the nature of them, they are contested. You can't make them extra contested. They're already contested. So I don't blame Coach Bud. His guys fell apart. Make some shots. In the last, just to put this into perspective, and I don't mean to rant and ramble and not let you get in here, but my buddy, Justin Garcia, who's on the Bucks Radio Network, he joined us last night, gave a great preview to the game. So if anybody wants to go back and remember what it feels like to think we were going to win that game before the game <laughs> happened, you can go back and listen to the podcast. Or the Bucks get a 12-point lead. 101-89 with six minutes remaining. They finished the game four of 13 with four turnovers and were outscored 30 to 13. God. Coach Bud didn't do that, you know? So I, I think there's little bits of blame you can spread around. I thought Giannis was tremendous. Brooke Lopez was unbelievable. We called our shot. We, we called awesome. our shot, Grant. Who needed a big game? We both said Brooke Lopez. Just yeah. dominate them with size, and they did it. Everybody yep. just fell apart at the end. And I think Giannis did what we described yesterday, too. Don't do too much. Don't try to ram your head into a wall. Just set screens, roll, be present, be active, force the heat defense to rotate. And Giannis, in his first game back from a back injury in Miami, has a triple-double. I don't know if I can sit here and yell and bang the desk about how Chris Middleton you know, screwed the Bucks or Drew Holiday. It's just kind of a nightmare game. The Heat played really well. They hit shots. So I ask on Twitter at Ben Z. Kenny, we have the thought on the Packers. We also have this. Who and what do you blame the most, or who in general, for the Bucks' catastrophic collapse against the Miami Heat last night? Jimmy Butler, Coach Bud, Holiday slash Middleton, or other? Now, Jimmy Butler has 31%. Believe it or not, Grant, this might be tough to wrap your head around. Uh, Coach Bud leaves the, leads the way when it comes to blame. In terms of fan sentiment, 35%. Holiday Middleton, 33 It's pretty split at the moment. I agree with you. Jimmy Butler beat him. I will say this. At the end, of, uh, does this somewhat encapture the other two crap performances they put out there? The end of the game? It does. At the end of the game, and maybe this is a big pessimistic mind looking long term, but the team looked old. They looked old. Yeah. 
And maybe it was because, well, no. Brooke, the oldest among them. And and even Giannis did. Like, maybe it's on the road and they're playing in an environment with a lot of energy against a team. While Butler's up there, they have some undrafted, just young, energetic guys. But I could not help myself thinking they, they, they looked old last night. And I don't know what that means. Like, could they still win the series? Obviously, it's not over. Am I starting to doubt a big run this year? I, I think I, I am, obviously, moving towards that. But looking forward, that was one of the first times I've thought that. Like, like this team looks old right now. And it wasn't the whole game because they, they played a good game before it, leading up to those moments. And then, yes, yeah. Butler beat him. Who do I blame the most? It's Jimmy Butler. If a guy goes and puts up 56 and hits every shot, that's basketball. He beats you. There's some Jimmy Butler things that I want to complain about, but I feel like I can't because I'm the fan of the losing team, and therefore it's loser mentality for me to make some of these complaints. Do you agree, or or can I make some Jimmy Butler complaints? And do you think that's fair? Fair or foul? (laughs) Let's do this. We have one Bucks call, and then I want to hit the complaints. Okay. To see at least if the complaints are somewhat shared. 877-867-1670. Renee is in Milwaukee. Renee, how are you today? Hi, I'm great. And you? Well, I, great's relative, but yes. Um, I, I'm great because I work in an industry that somewhat relies on interest. And I would say today is an interesting day. I'm miserable, if you want to know the truth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I was just calling. I really wanted to call about the Bucks, but I can't um, not say anything about us losing the the great, the tremendous Aaron Rodgers. I'm sorry. I mean, the man was just great. We are going to miss him. He's a once-in-a-lifetime smart, intellectual, mega-talented quarterback. I know he's got a little quirky side that the uh, somebody may have suggested it, that the Packers just got a little tired of. But we'll see what happens. He's just been a great one, and he's been great for the fans and the viewers uh, here in Wisconsin around, around the uh, league. Uh, I called about the Bucks because I thought for those last, what was it, uh, three to five minutes, uh, I just thought, what is going on with our coach? At first, I thought he should be fired, but I, I was listening to you guys, and I've kind of softened my opinion a little bit. But after that game last night, I thought he should be fired. How in the world did the Bucks lose that game like that? Here you have Giannis playing at not full strength because of his injury. He goes out and tries to help the team. The least the coach can do is try to come up with some kind of game plan at the end. Does the man have panic attacks or something like that? He's got, you know, their their second-string players have been excellent all year. Where was Bobby Portis? Where was some of the other players? They have have a a rookie that, you know, maybe he can make a couple of three-pointers. I don't know. They miss Wes Matthews a lot with the defense. But I was just thoroughly disgusted with the coach. And I was listening to uh, Stephen A. this morning. I know he's got his dist- uh, detractors. However, I love Stephen A. Not- oh, you yeah. got to love but what he ma- does. Yeah. He's a bit bombastic, but he's, he's excellent. <laughs> uh, but, you know, he was dead on right. He didn't really throw Budenholzer under the bus that much. But he did allude to it. Uh, it's just coaching. And, you know, Spolstra, uh, he's been out coaching uh, Bud. For a long time 
and I know Jimmy Butler got his. It's a shame. We had a chance to get him at one point, but he did not want to come to the Bucks because he played for Marquette. So he could have, you know, had a great career here, but I think he wanted to be in a bigger spotlight. But it was a, it was a great game. I don't take anything away from the Heat, but the Bucks. I, uh, Jimmy didn't beat us. It was a Bucks choke. It was a yeah. choke. We could call it a choke. And and thank you, Renee. Call again eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Great call, Grant. I do defer to you on matters regarding Mister Budenholzer. I mean, why is it Bud's fault that? Jimmy Butler went off for 56. Are we giving Spolster credit for that? Like, oh, Eric Spolster is a great coach. Look at how he motivated Jimmy Butler's shots to go in. Spolster is a great coach. He's a better coach than Bud. I think he's shown that over the years. I'm not denying that. I also don't really know what Bud was supposed to do last night. You know what I mean? Like, play Marjan Beauchamp? I mean, if we want to sit here and argue about that today, we can, I guess. I'd rather not. That's not why they lost. In with... No, it's not why they lost. You got to be able to beat the Heat at full strength when the Heat aren't at full strength. They're without Hero, they're without Oladipo. We don't have Wes Matthews. I don't, I don't, I don't care. The players got to be able to go out and win that game. And I know some Bucks fans last night. I saw a lot of tweets. We'll double Jimmy Butler and leave Caleb Martin and Duncan Robinson. Why? So we can complain about their white role players nailing threes today? <laughs> like, no. Have you not watched any of this series? Now you want to leave those guys wide open in crunch time? But Grant, I, I was know. told the Heat would never make shots again after they made shots. Oh my! Don't get me started. <laughs> I, I just look. I know we all have our qualms with Coach Bud. Sometimes I think it's because he's not the most aesthetically pleasing guy. Like if he looked like Eric Spolstra, I don't know if people would give him so much flack. Eric Spolstra's gotten some work done. There has to. Right. Th- that guy looks the same as he did when I was ten. It's amazing what happens when you don't live here. Yeah, when you live in a cave where it's 30 degrees and snowy on <laughs> April 20th. I get frustration today. And it sucks because you can't direct your frustration anywhere. It's like Jimmy went for 60. Be pissed about it. That's about the only thing we can do. I think there can be some frustration pointed towards the players on the team not named Giannis or Brooke. Because yeah. even game-wide, they did nothing. The bench did nothing. Bobby Portis was mostly ineffective. Pat Connaughton was extremely ineffective. Couldn't hit shots. He wasn't the hot shooter that we had seen. And Holiday and Middleton were not good enough offensively. Middleton, six turnovers. We talked about it during their two losses, Grant. Middleton and Holiday combined for 10 turnovers. Like, there are things I think that can be pointed at them. But, yes, they lost because Jimmy Butler there is a weird sense of mortality at least I feel after that game with this team because the team that is playing this year I don't think should be the same team that plays next year as we get older into deeper into all of the older guys careers but this was a team good enough and set up to make a run and to have it pretty like I don't think they're making a run I'm not going to say the series is over because I still think they can win three straight, but I think the overwhelming evidence is pointing towards a run not happening. There's a weird sense of mortality with this team. Well, Brooke Lopez is set to be an unrestricted free agent and Chris Middleton's got a player option that he's probably going to opt out of to look for one more big contract. So which like that plays into this loss. Fine. I l- let him walk. I I'm fine with that. Honestly. Really? I like, 
I don't know. There has to be Giannis is the building block. And yes. maybe this conversation is better had in two weeks when the, se- when the sure. season's actually over. But there are going to be multiple iterations of the Bucks team built around Giannis. Mm-hmm. And the first one won a title. And we are nearing the time to build the second one. Yeah. So I I'm think fine. It hurts that Let them walk. We have the same iteration of the team now. Exactly. Better. And you can't get out of the first round. It's not over yet. It's not over yet. They're down 3-1. Got two games. Oh, and we get to stay up until midnight on Wednesday watching them. Thank you to the NBA. 9.30 start time. Uh, All right. 877-867-1670. The phone lines are full. Line one. You're on the Bill Michaels Show. Who do we got? Hey, guys. This is Joe from the pier. How are you guys doing today? What's up, Joe? Hey, quick question or quick comment. Chris Middleton needs to go. He's a liability on defense. He's not what he used to be. Can't put the ball in the hoop. Can't count on him. Chris is a turnover nightmare, as we all know. That's the first comment. Second comment for Bud. How many minutes has Jake Crowder got in there this year? Not many. Okay, so Butler's going to go off for, I don't know, 70 a game. Okay, we need to put Jay Crowder in there. Sit Chris Middleton. We won enough games without Chris. Chris is a freaking liability, boys. A liability. His time has passed. He's a, he's a second or two slow. Can't pass for nothing. And everybody goes off on Chris Middleton. Sit the man down. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. 877-867-1670. There's the angst, Grant. I, I, I knew we would get to it eventually. Jay Crowder played good amount first three games. And I thought the consensus among Bucks fans was that he was terrible <laughs> right. because for the most part he was, he's not good. So it was a weird trade. So we're, well, I think the trade still makes sense. He gives them flexibility do all these things. But when Giannis isn't playing, it's different. I, the Jay Crowder conversation, we don't need to do the Jay conversation. We don't need to do that right yes, now. Yes. Yes. But he was bad for the first three games. And now we're mad that Bud didn't play him last night. I, I don't, get what fans want sometimes and i'm a fan i I get it it's frustrating the frustration with chris middleton to me is that he took until late march to get his ass in shape this year he literally took until march to get himself into shape and part of me gets that because it was the first real honest to goodness offseason these guys had in years because the pandemic and the way the nba schedule got thrown out of whack and the olympics and I, i get it but it took him until late march to get into shape that affected this team. I, I think that affected Chris Middleton and the way that he was able to conduct himself and play basketball down the stretch. It just seemed like a very non-serious season from a guy who's supposed to be a number two on a playoff team, on a title contender, and the number two to Giannis, whose career is, is paramount right now in the scope of the NBA and the scope of the Milwaukee Bucks. That's my disappointment with Chris Middleton. That and he throws the ball around like it's worthless. Oh, like he just turns the ball over left and right, can't inbound it properly. I think part of that might be also the fact that he was unavailable, not his fault, during the playoffs last year. Maybe the first, the fresh things on people's mind are he was unavailable for the playoffs last year, and they lost somewhat because of it. The beginning of this year was a disaster. He was unavailable down the stretch and then comes back. This is like the first prominent, let's say, stretch of games he's played in a while. Like he played the regular se- some of the regular season, but this is like he's back in the spotlight after being injured last season, and then has not played his best basketball, and they lost. No. 
Like, if they hold on and, and Jimmy Butler doesn't hit those shots, obviously these comments don't come. But I see where they're coming from. And, well, I'm not going to pin it all on him because I think it's a large quantity of things that went wrong. I would I would be fine going forward if the Bucks went a different direction. I would Drew be fine Holiday if they let him walk. Two of 11 for three last night, by the way. I love Drew, but that's god-awful. Please stop shooting. Please. 877-867-1670. Line three. You are on the Bill Michael Show. Who do we got? It's kind of funny because I'm Joe from DePure also. Oh. And the gentleman almost, I'm listening. I'm like, this is almost everything I want to say. I couldn't believe they didn't take Drew Middleton. I mean, Middleton out either. When we were playing, I'm thinking to myself, they're just trying to switch him all the time. Or I should say Miami was trying to get him on Jimmy Butler all the time. They were doing those high screens. And it was like he could not handle it. He looked slow. He looks unathletic. I was, and then when they were making, I think there was three minutes left, and they were trying to make a basket. They were going through him, and I'm like, what are they doing? I'm right with the guy, the other Joe from the pier. I was just yelling at the screen, get Middleton off the court. He's such a liability. And there's no point to him being on there. And I don't know if Bud had the guts to pull him or not because he's supposedly a superstar. But after you see him play, you got to think, why? Why is he there? Yeah, I was pretty frustrated. I just thought it was amazing that I was calling right after the gentleman, Joe from the pier like me, and he was saying the same thing. Hold pretty on. Amazing. He had a, a, had a I, great show. I, I do want to oh, uh, stay there for a second. All right. Bud pulling him down the stretch of the game. Who was he replacing him with? That's better. Look, Jay Crowder, obviously. Like, is Jay well, Crowder going to go do a better job? Is, is Joe Ingles going to play defense there? Like, it's not as Could if there's a great word? option to take him out. Could it be any worse? He was terrible. He wasn't quick enough to stay with them, and he was letting them go. Look at all the missed opportunities where they had to switch. He didn't even stay in front of them. So those plays are simple baskets. I shouldn't say simple, but coaches look at that and say, at least stay in front of your guy, and he couldn't do that. There's no movement there. He could not be on the floor. I got you. Thank you, Joe, as always. Call again, 877-867-1670. I mean, Jimmy Butler hit some really tough shots down the stretch of the game that were contested and were tough shots. I'm not saying Chris Middleton's defense is the reason they lost. Was it amazing? No, like the first half of the game, all they did is, or they would get the switch of Butler on Giannis or Butler on Portis. He'd do the step-back jumper. Like, he just hit everything he looked at. It's basketball. You got beat. 877-867-1670. Now, now I'm mad at, I, like... I came into today excited, Grant. I wanted to talk about Rodgers. I was excited about the, uh, the the trade, the future of the franchise. We could do a state of the union, all the ammunition Gudikins has moving forward. Now I'm pissed off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, me as well. I'm fighting folks on Twitter, uh, and it's oh. a noble fight because I'm right. Uh, <laughs> I tweeted that that Bucks loss was worse than any Packers playoff loss in the Aaron Rodgers era. <laughs> and I'm... sure that that is true. Now, if you don't care about the Bucs as much as the Packers, that's obviously not true for you, obviously. But that loss last night, assuming the rest of the series plays out the way that it feels it's going to play out and the Bucs lose the series, last night's loss was worse and more consequential than any playoff loss the Packers had under Aaron Rodgers. I love that take. 877-867-1670. Last one before we hit break. Line four. What's up? You're on the Bill Michaels Show. Hello. Line four. Going oh. once. Nope. Uh, line three. 
You're on the Bill Michaels Show, and they hung up. Line one, as we go through the lines, you're on the Bill Michaels Show. What's up? Hello. Hey, who's this? Hello. Um, this, this is Hector Nalasta. Hector. Good to hear from you, man. What's up? Um, I was just calling because I had to get a little bit of a I told you so back at Grant because he, he shot me with one uh, Clipper one last night on his show. And I told Grant that the Bucks needed to trade Middleton, and this was even before the season started because they proved in the playoffs last year that they really didn't. I mean, they weren't good with him or without him. So it was care. kind of either way would have been, I think they would have been fine to get rid of Middleton. And now it's kind of just coming back to bite them in the butt. So I think that he was, I agree with the last two couple, the last couple callers that he was a liability. And I honestly, I would have stuck anybody else out there to play defense. Cause if you can't stay in front of the person you're supposed to guard, then what are you doing? It doesn't matter if you can shoot threes, if you can't accommodate for it. Um, good example would be Atlanta. They got that one, uh, or not Atlanta, Miami. They got that Duncan Robinson, but they put, he doesn't play defense, but they got defenders that they can put in there with him that when he's shooting and not playing defense, they got people that can cover for him, and, and the Bucks just don't got that on the bench. So it was really sad to watch, to be honest. I, I turned it off to try to watch the Brewers, and that wasn't much better. Thanks, Hector. Woefully late for a break in as Bill would say, woefully late for a break. Woefully. I'm not going to say the Bucks should have traded Chris Middleton. They're not dead yet. Can we say that? They're not yeah. dead yet. Until they lose the final game, then we talk about all the players that might or might not have to go. Last night was a disaster. They, they're, not, they're not dead yet. Who and what? Are they trading Chris Middleton for? That's a that's also a great point. Why didn't they just Why didn't they just get rid of him and get someone better last offseason? <laughs> I don't know because that's not how it works. No one wants him. They should trade Chris Middleton to the Jets. They should yeah. start doing more deals with Joe Douglas, Sauce Gardner. I want him back <laughs> just, to the deal. Just get so all just, the picks before we take a break. I just want to make sure I have this right. Uh, Chris Middleton, who hit massive shots in route to an NBA championship, we want less of him, more Jay Crowder. Got it. I'm going to make sure I include this in my. My show rundown tonight. 877-867-167. I love you all. This is awesome. We'll, we'll, we'll come back. More reaction. The Aaron Rodgers trade. The Bucks disaster against the Heat last night. That's all coming up. It's the Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.